Hello, and welcome to episode 103 of Outnumbered the Podcast. Here at the end of 2020, we're thinking about the ebb and flow of this year. We are thinking about things that ebbed and things that flowed. We're going to share personal examples of ebb stage and flow stage in our lives from this year, and three lessons we learned from the ebb and three lessons we learned from the flow, and how to apply these lessons to 2021. So we hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, and welcome to Outnumber the Podcast. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Audrey. We're experienced moms to a combined total of 18 children. Our mission is to help overwhelmed parents find peace in parenting and humor in the chaos. Come join us as we attempt uninterrupted conversation about parenting with joy and intention. Okay, and we are so excited to kind of reflect back on all of 2020 today. We're calling this episode Ebb and Flow, and we're going to get more into that in a minute. But first, Bonnie has something fun for you. Yeah, we have a fun review to share. Um, And this one comes all the way from Australia, which we love our international listeners. It's really fun for us to take a look at our stats and see uh, where all of you are listening from. And we especially love seeing people from all over the world. So This one is from, looks like Misty N-R-A-R. She says, so happy I found this podcast. Love all of your tips and tricks, as well as your positive outlook on life with a big family. So thank you so much for that uh, review. You guys hear us talk about them all the time, but we love reviews and ratings um, because then people know that we're trustworthy and useful to listen to. You can spend some time with us and hopefully not regret it. (laughs) So thank you so much. (laughs) Yes, thank you. We love all the reviews we get because they help... um, other people find our podcast on the Apple iTunes, Apple podcast app. And we were saying, we were talking about before we started recording that we actually saw the other day that our podcast was at number two in the United Arab Emirates in the parenting category. <laughs> and we don't know how many listeners we have there, but just shout out to those listening to us in the in the UAE. Thanks. Yeah, pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. So today we're going to talk about ebb and flow. So first of all, just I'm sure you guys know what this means, but ebb is like to die down in intensity or like the going out of something like a tide. And then flow is to issue or move forward, progress forward, like like a stream flows. And so we're going to talk about those two things um, on in in reflecting back on 2020 and forward on 2021. Right. And I think just considering that concept can be very, very useful when you feel a little bit stuck or in a weird year like this one to just remind yourself that life ebbs and it flows. And sometimes we're very aware of this and sometimes we're kind of hitting our head against the wall when it's ebbing and and we want more flowing, you know, but it's just a good reminder that that life is never uh, a constant, right? There's always things going well, things that are not going so well, et cetera. And at the end of 2020, there's a lot of reflection going on. I know that every single one of us is like, (sighs) we had all these plans and all these goals. And then wham, all this crappy pandemic stuff happened. And now we're trying to decide how to put the right foot forward. Um, Things that ebbed, we're going to talk about. So things that didn't turn out like we thought or hoped or planned and things that flowed. So there are some things that went according to plan or maybe even better than according to plan because we had these unusual circumstances. 
Right. And we're also going to take the lessons we learned from this ebb and flow in 2020 and try to apply those to the future, like find some good lessons from this. So, you know, I was thinking about it. If you think about it, um, we're talking about the ebb and flow of 2020, but kind of there's smaller signs. There's smaller time segments that have ebb and flow also. A day kind of has an ebb and flow. So you think about a day and it's kind of got an ebb and flow also. So your morning hours, those I think Bonnie and I both feel like those are both productive, like things are flowing and moving and we're getting the laundry started and we're making our plans for the day and and all that. And we have talked about in our episode specifically on circle time, um, we had debated on calling that morning time because we just kind of have this productivity burst in the morning. And then that the day goes on and, and things get done and then you kind of get into sort of the ebb of the day where the day is waning and the sun is setting and you're just kind of like, okay, well, I'm just going to have to put this on tomorrow's list because it's not going to get done in the next, you know, two hours or the rest of the day. You kind of think of a week having an ebb and flow also like, okay, Monday, boom, hit it hard. And we've talked about um, Monday hour one where you take and you plan your entire week for, for, you know, on Monday in the first hour, you spend your first hour planning and, and you've got your flow going on Monday morning and Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. Those are kind of like the flow days. But then I don't know about you, but I think about, you know, the week and I get to Thursday and I'm like, well, OK, this might be have to be put off on my calendar till next week. And, and it doesn't really it's kind of just a thought thing, but there's also kind of a rhythm to a week where, you know, we're headed toward the weekend and it's kind of slowing down. So there's shorter time periods also that have an ebb and flow. But we're going to be talking about all of 2020 today. Yeah, I'm really glad that you brought up those other shorter time periods because isn't that just life and how beautiful it is that we have these rhythms and these cycles um, because wouldn't it be exhausting if we just had to be on all the time? <laughs> like I think all the time about how blessed we are to have nights when we're not expected to do anything but rest. Well, except for moms, you know, <laughs> to do everything else, change all the feed, sheets, yeah. and whatever else. But um that, that, that that's the way the earth itself was designed with, with days, and, you know, sun cycles and moon cycles and tide cycles and that things are supposed to ebb and flow. And, and the tide, we'll talk about a perfect example of ebbing and flowing, right? That's kind of, kind of where the thought comes from. But um, to just lean into that, uh, sometimes it's a little bit harder on a grand scale, like a year, because we expect there to be a lot more flowing, <laughs> in the year yeah. and today and this year was just kind of like a oh, screeching halt um but to just kind of ease into it and go okay well what can we do to really embrace the the ebbing part of what's going on around us right yeah that's that's a good example um and not to fight against the ebb so much right 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 okay so we're going to start off with a few personal examples of things that were ebbing and flowing for us in 2020 so for me we're going to start with the ebbing so the things that didn't quite go perfectly as planned or just kind of slowed down in intensity right i had some extended family issues that were really really difficult to work through we had vacations and i had work trips that were totally canceled right um ended up pregnant. So that makes things a little bit harder as well. Just you have to slow down also kind of an ebbing and flowing thing, right? You, the first trimester, I always get a little bit sick. So there's some ebbing. Second trimester, you can kind of do a little bit more, you know, so I've just had to step back and look at this year as like, okay, well, this didn't turn out and this didn't turn out. Where are we going to, where are we going to get the benefits of those things that didn't work out in other ways? Yeah, that's a good, another great example is pregnancy kind of has an ebb and a flow. Like 
Yeah, I love to think about that too. Um, so some personal examples for me of things that were kind of in the ebb stage in 2020. You know, I kind of almost hate to admit this, but exercise was kind of in the ebb stage in 2020. I wanted to be able to push my body a lot harder in 2020 than I would ended up being able to push it. And I know it was because of, you know, fighting COVID the first couple months of 2020 that just kind of have just put me like had a setback. And then it's, um, you know, it's just like I've just had to do settle for a gentler form of exercise this year. And and that kind of took me a while to reconcile that it was going to be like yoga and walks for me this year until kind of I build some strength back or get the motivation or the energy back. So, yeah, kind of just really a personal thing for me that I've fought against for a long time. Um kind of my motivation to create and do new things has been in ebb stage in 2020. I like, not that I haven't been creative and produced things. It's just kind of like the motivation has been in ebb stage. And that kind of makes it harder to keep pushing forward on creative endeavors. But um, yeah, just kind of the the will to do. And, and I think I've been looking at people who just kind of have embraced the ebb part of 2020 and just really been admiring their ability to do that and kind of wish that I would have embraced this lack of motivation <laughs> earlier. <laughs> I know. And then um, building a business when the whole world is suffering, it's like, you know, that's been a hard, hard thing. Both Bonnie and I are trying to build businesses and, and there's a lot of people in financial distress right now. And to, it just, it feels like the tide is kind of flowing backward sometimes away from this this urge to build a business and just kind of be more like the comforter side of, you know, just how can I help you and, and what can I do to be a support to you instead of trying to support and build my own business? Yeah, that's those are three things that I thought of that were just kind of uh, things that I fought in the ebb stage of 2020. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, I hadn't really considered that with the, from the business side, but you're right. I had the same feelings. Um, and it's interesting that in 2020 is when I started offering coaching for moms because because of those same feelings that you're talking about. Like I have so much passion to you know teach, like educate, fashion ideas and tips and styling stuff, um, but selling things is hard when you know people are suffering financially. Um, and so I really felt led towards, hey, you know, if there's moms out there that are suffering, I'd rather offer, not rather, I'm doing both, but you know what I mean? Like it feels, like you said, um, really natural to be like a comforter or a nurturer at this point, to reach out to those who are suffering and help where we can because it's been hard on all of us. All right, so moving on to some personal examples examples of things that were in the flow stage. So this is the more positive stuff, right? Yeah. For me, there was a lot of connecting with my immediate family and spouse. So my spouse usually travels a lot. He travels all through the summer, like sometimes like 10 days at a time, multiple trips, long trips like that. And he has not left town since March. And at first it was a little bit weird. Like I'm just, <laughs> not that I want him to go, but it was just kind of, that's how our ebb and flow was. You know, things were a little bit easier when he was here and a little bit harder when he was gone. And so getting used to him being here all the time was a little bit different, but we have loved it. And we've had some really, really fun experiences just 
doing puzzles at home and going on more bike rides and walks and things because we've all been home so much more. So that's been really beautiful to see. Uh, we're getting a little bit lazy about that now and kind of getting on each other's nerves, but <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to work on that over the holiday <laughs> season. But um, I did have some business goals that I was able to accomplish and have more energy towards that could be accomplished at home. But I will say that on the other hand, it is really hard to stay motivated as an entrepreneur when you are alone all the time, right? Like I would, every few months I would go to market for Novely to go, you know, buy inventory, or I would go to a blog conference or something where I was interacting with other entrepreneurs or other influencers. And it, it's a, a huge boost. Like it helps you get back home and then work hard again for another few months. But to not have that was a little bit of a struggle. So I, I did do pretty good at the stuff I could do at home <laughs> by myself. Um, and then I do think that I made a little bit more time for the just the random things that needed to get done at my house, like that random closet that should have been organized a year and a half ago or hanging those pictures, et cetera, because there was a little bit more of a slow, slow feel to the year. Yes. I love those examples. Like, um, I, yeah. And I, I was, I think, I think I could say the same about, um, you know, the gatherings for your business and how inspiring those are. And like a zoom meeting, it just really isn't the same as getting together with people <laughs> in person. So personal examples of things that were kind of flowing along in 2020 was, um, for us was homeschooling. It just, just went good. We're doing, we seem to get into a really good rhythm this year. Um, we're doing something that we've done before as far as history goes, but all the kids are on new levels and, um, yeah, it's just, it's just working out really, really good. And I, I hope that a lot of people can say that school is something that really flowed in 2020. Um, even though there was all this disruption. I was going to say, I don't know about that. I know a lot of the people who struggled a lot with the, not just bringing it home, but like the hybrid stuff going on where they'd have yeah. like, like in our area, it's quite a, quite common to do a couple days at school and a couple days at home, like distance learning, which is just, can you imagine how that would throw off your routine? Mm -hmm. So yeah, if, very disruptive. Yeah. If it was very hard for you, that is totally normal as well. Yeah. I would guess that there would be kind of a scale here and people who had more choice, more freedom of choice mm. had it go smoother right. than people yeah. who were having to implement other people's choices for their kids' education. Yeah, that would absolutely. just be my guess. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, okay. Something else was, I agree also closer connection with my spouse. My spouse has also been home since, uh, March and, um, working from home and, um, yeah, it's been amazing. Like just to see him at lunchtime, you know, he comes out of his office and grabs lunch with us. And just, you know, the 10 minutes where we see him, where he's grabbing his lunch before he heads back into his office, that's just like a boost for everybody. And um, so him not having uh, an hour and a half a day that he's commuting has been one of the hugest blessings to us because we have a Bible study every morning. We have for years, but because he had to leave early and commute, he wasn't ever able to be a part of this Bible study before, but this year he is. And that has been, you know, I would take all the bad in 2020 if it also meant um, that we got to keep this Bible study. Mm. <laughs> it's just been a beautiful thing. And I don't know, I kind of feel like meals have floated along pretty good in 2020 um, just because there's not any interruptions at mealtime. Like we're just here. And so we, mm. we're cooking nice, good, home-cooked, healthy 
nutrient dense meals and and we're sharing partnering in who's cooking when and and it's all just flowing really good on meals at least right now yeah that's awesome that's so awesome Okay, so now we're going to move into some of the lessons that we've learned um, in regards to the ebbing and the flowing. So first, back to ebbing, um, the things that maybe didn't go so well or, or slowed. My my first lesson would be to, can you guess? <laughs> Lower your expectations, right? Repeat after me. <laughs> rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Lower your expectations. So I will refer everyone back to our episode on survival times, episode 20. If you haven't listened to that one, please go back and do that. It's one of my favorites because I feel like anytime we're really, really struggling as mothers, it's probably because we're in a survival time and we don't know it or we know it, but we're fighting against it. And we Mm. keep trying to accomplish things like everything is hunky-dory, right? Um, And so 2020 for many of us was one big survival time. It was like months and months and months of just surviving, uh, whether it was alternative school schedules or, um, you know, scary work issues, maybe losing jobs, et cetera. And so one thing that I've tried to adjust to is to expect things to go wrong or not work out, but hope for them to go right. Right. So to not have all these expectations like, well, then this is going to happen. Like, for example, um, we had a couple of trips planned and for several months I kept thinking, well, any day now we're, things are going to open back up any day. Now we're going to be able to go do this thing. We're going to be able to go on this vacation or I'm going to be able to go on this, this work trip or whatever. And it just didn't. And, and that like expectation and having it be crushed over and over and over is really disheartening. So instead to just say, we don't know when it's going to go back. We're just going to survive just the way we are now. And, you know, and expect it to, I don't know, never go back to normal and, and figure out an alternative. Um, but hope and pray that it does, right? And and like I mentioned, that that episode on survival times will includes tips on how to be at peace with those things that are not turning out as planned instead of constantly fighting against them. Yes, that is that is always something that can be beneficial. Lower your expectations. <laughs> uh, and the second lesson um, that I would have to say would be to learn to let go of things not working out faster and not continue to waste time and effort and energy on them. Like, I don't even know if I can say this. I feel like I'm being hypocritical because I feel like I am still having trouble letting go of things that aren't working and um, just trying to hang on and keep, well, maybe if I just try harder, it'll work out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But just just let it go. It's not working and just let it go and quit wasting like time, energy, and effort are all finite resources. Like we don't have unlimited time. We don't have unlimited energy. So just to learn how to be a better steward of my time and my energy and and spend it on things that are going to work out or have more potential to work out. Mm -hmm. Sometimes for me, I'm just wasting the energy and the brain power and the emotional peace that comes with um, just accepting that things are the way they are. Like let's take um, like growing a business or something. I've been frustrated at the speed at which I've grown, right? Too slow or whatever. Um, and I might not be in a place where I want to quit entirely, but I can certainly be- come to peace with things being the way they're supposed to be at this phase instead yeah. of constantly beating my head against the wall and saying, why, 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 why? What else do I need to do? And, and pouring more time and effort and energy into him. So I'm still putting time and effort into it because it matters to me, but I'm no longer constantly frustrated that things don't look the way I want them to look. 
that makes sense. Yeah, with the thought that with I think the damaging thoughts for me are I should be farther ahead or I should be more advanced or I should have accomplished more. I think those are the the things that I need to just let go of because those thoughts are not helping and not working out for me. (laughs) Exactly. Those should thoughts are pretty poisonous sometimes, huh? Yeah. Okay. So the third lesson about the ebbing stages of life are to leave some wiggle room in our plans and schedules for things to work out. Okay. So what I like to do, here's one example of what I mean by this is I like to have a list of alternate plans or ideas um, that I can do that will fit my life at the time. So for example, let's say I had a list as long as my arm of things I needed to do outside of the house one day or on my business or whatever, meaning without children. And that day my kids just needed me like a lot. They were just really needy and whiny and clingy. And so I I'm able to look at, you know, because I'm very productivity driven, I'm able to look at my list of things that I need to do and do something that I can do with my children, right? Um, We need to prep some meals. We can do that together instead of me taking off and leaving the house. Time is another one of those things, right? Like if we've learned one lesson with having a big family, it's to allow an extra 45 minutes to make anything happen. (laughs) If you're going to leave the house, you better start getting ready like 30 to 45 minutes before you need to actually leave. Um, And so that has been really, really helpful and allowed me so much less stress when I know that interruptions and, and weird things are going to happen and to just roll with it instead of constantly being frustrated that the plans didn't work out exactly as I, as I scheduled it. Yeah, that is a good lesson. (laughs) So I need to make an alternate list of things that I can be doing to feel productive when I'm not able to work on my primary list. When you're not actually being productive. (laughs) Uh, All right. Moving on to lessons we've learned from flow in 2020. So lesson number one, time keeps moving. Kids keep growing. Meals and laundry keep needing done. It's like time just keeps on moving. Like you can't stop a river flowing, right? You you just can't stop it. So there's some things that are just going to keep happening and um, just kind of take comfort in those things that, um, yeah, time keeps moving. My kids are still growing. It's been interesting. I think this lesson for me has been that two of my kids have been in college this year and they have been completely um, flexible with the way that college needs to be this year for them to be able to do college and they just keep on going. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. And it's also a good reminder that um, we can kind of find some peace and comfort in the consistency, right? I mean, that might sound strange, finding peace and comfort in doing laundry. And that leads me into my second lesson here for the flow stages of life is to find comfort and joy in, in the rhythm of daily life that never changes, right? I personally am not a big fan of consistency because I get bored really easily, so this has been a really struggle, a real struggle for me, like in homeschool and stuff. I'm like, oh, we've done the same schedule for six weeks. Can't we change it? Right. I get bored. Yeah. Um, but kids need consistency and it's essential to be productive. You you just have to do some things at the same time and the same place over and over to get them done. But there's some, there's some comfort in that, right? So sometimes when everything is going wrong, I can say, hey, what are the things that are always there that I can count on? And it might seems silly to take some comfort in like that there's laundry there all the time, but you know that that is 
will always be there. Even if your husband's job isn't, or even if this happens or that happens or whatever, you can always come back to the basic rhythm and, and chores of life at home. I think there's some, there is some comfort in that. Yeah. That's a great word to use in connection with that is rhythm. Like it just keeps, keeps going, keeps flowing. (laughs) So then the third lesson um, from flow would be to put greater emphasis and important on the things that really matter. So the things that, um, are ebbing and going out, those obviously uh, don't matter as much anymore. So the things that really matter, I think 2020 has shown us all that family, home are two of the most important things that we need to to go with and to flow with in 2020. And then I would like to add to that, that my relationship with God, that should always, like that needs to keep flowing forward. And, and, uh, and I need to put greater emphasis and important on those things that that really matter because 2020 has stripped away a lot of what does not matter. Ooh, I love that one. Yeah. Instead of focusing so much on the things that you cannot control or that are less important to focus on those important ones that you can control. And again, sometimes those important ones you can't control either. Like your relationship with your spouse. I mean, you're only one half of that, right? Um, and, and your children, same, but you're always completely in control of your relationship with God because he's always there. <laughs> so you get to, you get to choose that. Okay. Now we're each going to share just a quick thought about how to apply those lessons to the future, because, um, let's be honest, all of us are like just crossing our fingers and toes that 2021 is going to be this phenomenal bounce back year, but let's be honest, it's probably not going to be. <laughs> You know, again, with the expecting the worst, hoping for the best, what if 2021 ends up similar to this year? Or what if it ends up being worse, right? Like heaven forbid, but how can we temper our expectations right now without allowing ourselves to get discouraged or depressed, if that makes sense? So how can we say, all right, we could be looking at another year of the same, maybe even more downturn in the economy, uh, scary um, income fluctuations, et cetera. So now what? What are we going to do, right? Instead of constantly expecting better times to come and not getting them and then being really discouraged. Ooh, those are good thoughts. Yeah. Um, So I was thinking uh, what you were saying a little bit earlier, just to accept that life has a rhythm that I can't control. Just as you can't stop the flow, like this flowing upstream, you can't stop the ebb of a tide when it's going out. And so I want to apply the lesson I want to apply is that I put more effort and energy and time and thought into the things that I can control. And that's mostly me. And then I can influence, you know, my close family members around me, but not just to quit wasting time on the things that I have no control over and um, be aware of them, not be like an ostrich sticking my head in the sand, but, but to, to put my time and effort, those finite resources into things that I can actually control and influence. Oh yeah, so good. And that's just a life lesson for all of us, right? How, how yeah. many of us just struggle so much, uh, especially those of us who are a little bit of control freaks, right? <laughs> to just try to change all the things you can't control. One of my favorite aspects to 2020 has been that the whole world can all of a sudden relate to having a bummer of a year. Like we are in this together as far as understanding that it didn't turn out how any of us expected, right? So I really think that we can focus on the positive here. We can focus on that there are a lot of possibilities for connection with our neighbors, with friends across the world. 
with strangers on social media because we're all going through something very similar. Um, We've learned to not wait for in-person events to reach out to someone, right? I think I've honestly talked to my extended family more often this year than any other year because we know we're probably not going to get together. We know that our only chance is probably going to be Zoom or a FaceTime call. So we do it. We do it more often. I've talked to my grandma more often because she's in lockdown in her assisted living facility quite often. It you know comes and goes. And so I call her all the time because I know she's probably a little bit isolated, um, probably way more often than I did last year when I knew she could get out and we'd probably see her this week or next week, et cetera. So learning to roll with the punches when we can't control a lot of it has just been a really, really valuable lesson. Yeah, that's such a good point. I have reached out to so many people like my grandparents and other people like you were saying, because, you know, you're just thinking about them, you know, they're in isolation or they're in quarantine or they're in whatever. Yeah, that's that's a really good thought. Um, My final thought was that I was thinking that things are cyclical. Sometimes things really move along, whether we're talking about a day, a week, a year, a month, whatever. Sometimes things really move along. And then sometimes it feels like you're just trying to swim upstream. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But one thing, one lesson I have really learned this year is to watch my kids for an example of how to maneuver with the ebb and flow of life. So you know what I was explaining at the beginning about how a day for me kind of has an ebb and flow. For my one and a half year old, no. It time <laughs> the moment is just the moment, and it doesn't matter. He doesn't know what a thir- what it means that it's Thursday, or Tuesday, <laughs> or the weekend. He just lives in the moment, and I know you know as an adult we have to do more than just live in the moment, but. I just really appreciated what, thinking about my kids and how they've managed 2020. Like if you'd say to them, oh, hasn't 2020 been a hard year? They'd be like, mm, no, it's been cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and so just kind That's of to- home, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so kind of to make these things, make it mean. It's about what I make it mean. And just l- watching my kids for what they make it mean, which they think it's cool. Dad's here. Yeah, that's awesome. It means it means we get to have more fun. <laughs> and so my yeah, that's just my final thought. Just accept that things are cyclical. What comes around goes around and just just not to fight it because you can't you can't stop the tide. So we'd love to hear from you guys what has ebbed and flowed for you in 2020. So reach out to us um by email, outnumbered the podcast at gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram. We're on that too. And in the show notes, we'll drop links to some of those episodes and things that we were talking about as we have been reflecting on 2020. And most of all, we want to say thanks to you for being here with us in 2020, because that's been one thing that's really made it awesome for us. Thanks so much for tuning in. Did you know you can help the podcast in several ways? First up, we're on Patreon, and there are three different levels to support us there. Just head to patreon.com slash outnumbered. Next up, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a written review on iTunes. It helps other parents find the podcast and receive the help you're enjoying. And finally, you can follow us on Instagram at outnumbered the podcast. We're always having fun over there too. As usual, if you have any questions or ideas for future episodes, you can reach us at outnumberedthepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for all your support. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Oh, shoot. Where'd I go? I should probably have some insightful response here. No, that's okay. That's okay. I just lost where I was. (laughs) 